All right, nerds. Welcome to another off-season stream. Uh, we are talking about a lot of things today, uh, not the least of which being uh, we have some casting rumors for Superman Legacy, one that we've talked about previously, and then one that I think is new, but it sounds familiar, so I could be wrong. Uh, we also have a possibility of Netflix getting the rights for the Zack Snyder Justice League. Uh, the death of E3, we have Marvel shuffling uh, Daredevil away, we have a couple of music things to be talking about, we're going to do a not necessarily news related bit in music as well, and then we're going to be doing the stream like we do. Um, yeah, we will uh, do all of the things. I don't have an intro for you, I do though... Uh, let's see. I got to get into the right screen. I do, though, have a new thing. Let's see if I can do this properly. Add. What's up there, Mr. Chris? Um, image this. Yay! Uh, this is the first stream where I can put in that we have a sponsor. I'm super excited about this. Uh, sponsor is Dubby. Uh, in the down in the description, there is a link that you can use uh, and get your 10% discount. Or if you just use my code at checkout, generally nerdy, all one word then, uh, yeah, you should get a 10% discount, and I get a little bit back for it. So if you have uh, a hankering for some energy drinks, I honestly have yet to try it myself, though I have heard good things, and my order is on its way to my house. So I am, I am, be, I am being as, as transparent as possible. I am a, I'm a pretty avid energy drink uh, drinker, so the fact that I got a sponsorship from an energy drink is pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. All of that being said, uh, I think uh, uh, let's, let's talk housekeeping real quick before we get into the news. There is one last piece of housekeeping, and that is next week. I don't know exactly what's going to happen next week, uh, which means next week and the week after, because we probably will not have a show the week of Christmas. Um, if we do, it will be late. Uh, I might... There is a slim possibility that I will do another Christmas special this year just so that there's something going up. Uh, but again, don't hold your breath on that one because the the, the process of behind the scenes this, this year is a little bit more intensive than it has been years previously. But uh, yeah, not 100% sure where we're going to be next week and we definitely will not be doing a live show the week of Christmas. So, <clears throat> excuse me. All that being said, that is your housekeeping. That is the brief rundown of what we're going to be talking about. So let's start talking about it, shall we? <coughs> oh, look at that. The dubby thing stays. Whee! <laughs> uh, I will probably remove that later, but right now I'm just kind of happy that it's there just because this is our first sponsored stream. Kind of, sort of sponsored stream. Um, so let's get to the news. Uh, we're going to start with the... Yeah, we'll start here with the Superman legacy uh, uh, casting stuff. This comes from... Uh, 
Cosmic Book, where we usually start on the live shows. Cos- Cosmic Book News, uh, Su- Superman Legacy, Kurt Russell as Pa Kent, Bradley Cooper as Jor-El or Brainiac. We have previously discussed the possible uh, possible casting of Kurt Russell as Pa Kent, so that part's not new. But Bradley Cooper, that's the new bit. So the article goes on. Uh, Echoing exactly what I said, James Gunn confirms Kurt Russell won't be playing Jor-El in Superman Legacy. Why? Because Kurt Russell is too old. Okay, so how about Pa Kent? Uh, so that leaves someone to play Jor-El, someone else to play Jor-El, Bradley Cooper. It was rumored that James Gunn was looking at Kurt Russell to play Superman's dad on Krypton, who played Superman, uh, who played Star Lord's dad, Ego, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But at 72 years old, I said that's too old for someone to have a newborn baby. A fan asked Gunn on threads, "Hey James, according to IMDb Pro, Kurt Russell is playing Jor-El in Superman Legacy. Is this true?" Gunn replied, "Shooting down the rumor, I just answered this to someone else, but no. Love Kurt, and although more of Krypton." <clears throat> the Moors, sorry, the Moors of Krypton are certainly different than ours. I'm not sure I see him as the first as the first time father of a newborn. Uh, so who should play Pa Kent? As I tweeted, see below. Uh, in the Richard Donner uh, version of the movies, Marlon Brando played Jor-El and was 54 years old when Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man, good lord, Superman the movie was released. So I suggested to look for the Marlon Brando of today. <clears throat> yes, I believe the second we will be doing a a stream. That one kind of depends on the day job. I don't know if we're going to be open on the first, but I believe uh, the second is going to... That should pan out. Um, anyway, back to the article. Sorry. However, also, as I said, using Marlon Brando as an older version of Jor-El makes it easier to believe he is Superman's father later on in the movie in those Fortress of Solitude scenes on Earth when Superman is an adult. New Man of Steel David Cornsweet ha- happens to be 30 years old, so it seems likely James Gunn would go would also go with an older actor. Interestingly enough, Pa Kent is usually depicted as being the older of the two, so how about Kurt Russell as Pa Kent? I can dig it for sure. Um. Okay, so Lex Luthor has been confirmed to not be Nicholas Holt. Uh, that is from James Gunn himself. To have a history, so if we stick with the Marlon Brando approach, someone in their fifties or so, I could see Bradley Cooper landing the role. Cooper was rumored for Lex Luthor, and the two have a history with the Marvel uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So maybe Cooper will play Jor El. How about Brainiac? He, I mean, I mean, this is fair because uh, James Gunn does like to cast people that he's worked with previously in these roles. So, like, I can see that. I still don't think I believe that. Uh, tweeting pictures, tweeting pictures, tweeting pictures. And then we're rehashing old information. So, not quite what I was hoping for. That was a little bit of a, a, a clickbaity article, I believe. Going into next, we have... We're going to get into these leaks uh, in just a second, but I want to hit the the big titles first. 
uh, the headlines that we talked about uh, at the top of the show. So the next one is Zack Snyder uh, Justice League on Netflix. So this is this is very likely clickbait because I, I that's kind of why I chose it. Not gonna lie, but um, if if Netflix gets the rights to the Justice League, Zack Snyder would continue that movie new, that movie franchise. But it's not likely to happen. So let's read the article. Uh, Zack Snyder confirms he would continue his Justice League DCEU on Netflix if the streaming giant ever got the rights to ca- to the characters. Yeah, see, it's not a, it's not a proper rumor. Uh, while promoting the upcoming release of Rebel Moon, following uh, stating he would return to DC to adapt Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. Ooh, that's that's another one of those hollowed grounds kind of comics. I mean, like he did pretty good with the Watchmen, but. That's Batman you're messing with, man. That's a whole different animal. Uh, Snyder is asked about the potential of the DCEU on Netflix. Quote, if Netflix had owned the rights to the DC characters in my extended universe, of course, absolutely, Snyder answered. Uh, Culturiaokio. That's not how that's pronounced, I'm sure, but that's how I'm saying it. Uh, yeah, no question. Snyder Cut fans have been hoping that Netflix actually buys the rights to DC. I mean, so while that does sound a little bit ridiculous, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility because uh, Max is kind of selling off rights, limited rights, but still rights to some of their properties. Because if you go on Amazon Prime right now, there is a Batman movie that only exists on Amazon Prime has never been to Max even though it is Batman and therefore a Warner Brothers property it's uh, Merry Little Batman it's a little Christmas animated movie it's kind of cute and adorable and kind of great I've watched I, I started watching it really late and fell asleep so I had to watch it again but I have technically watched it twice so uh, yeah um, not not completely out of the realm of possibility That's the, and then also they're getting the um the 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 uh, the other series the the Batman the Batman animated series I can't Paul Dini the Paul Dini series um so continuing on with this Hollywood Reporter also questioned Netflix head of film Scott Stuber about the possibility of a Snyderverse could continue on Netflix. Quote, that's always tricky because you don't own it, Stuber replied, who added there was a possibility that Snyder's DC movies could end up on the platform. Obviously, we would like to license it at some point. We'd love to have it on so that fans can experience more Zack. The more Zack we have, the better we are. That's fair. Zack Snyder has done a pretty good job for... uh, getting people to Netflix, I think. Oh, good night. Load faster. All right, then the next big headline was the E3 situation. It has been made known, apparently, that it is no more. The Electronic Entertainment Expo, a.k.a. E3, is officially Dead. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association announced the news on Twitter after more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last. The time has come to say goodbye, says the tweet. And again, pictures on Twitter. 
Uh, E3 serves as the pinnacle event for gamers, developers, and industry giants to converge and celebrate the future of gaming. It was a platform where groundbreaking announcements, jaw-dropping trailers, blah, 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 blah. Um, so the CEO of the ESA spoke with the Washington Post about shuttering the event. We know the entire industry... Players and creators alike have a lot of passion for E3. We share that passion. We know it's difficult to say goodbye to such a beloved event, but it's the right thing to do given the new opportunities our industry has uh, to reach fans and partners. That is a graceful way of saying we got snubbed by developers and we couldn't afford the revenue to operate the event, and so the fans and us are going to suffer because of it. That's. I mean, that's. Uh, I. I say that because, and it kind of makes them sound like a victim a little bit. But they. They're a victim of their own circumstance. They put themselves in that situation. Um, they could have made a much better event, and then it would have been no question as to whether or not they could. They could muster up the the funds to to continue on, but. Continuing on, Pierre-Louis added, uh, there were fans who were invited to attend the latter years, but it was really about marketing and business model for the industry and being able to provide the world with information about new products. Exactly. If you had created a better platform for these companies to do that, then they wouldn't have subverted you and done their own thing. Uh, Companies now have access to consumers and to business uh, relations through a variety of means, including their own individual showcases. There's a way. I mean, Comic-Con is still a thing, so there's obviously a way for this to continue. Uh, Pierre-Louis continued, any of these major companies can create an individual showcase and also partner with other industry events to showcase the breadth of games. That's exciting for our industry, and it means it's an opportunity for them to explore how to engage their audience in different ways. Uh, There is no better way to engage your audience than direct, hands-on, at the event. And so far, we haven't seen that. uh, I mean, TGS, but like as far as a a substitute for E3, it has not happened. Again, because they're a victim of their own circumstance. So, uh, yeah. And then it just goes on a little bit more about the history of E3. So... That's what we got there. Moving on for a uh, the other big headline that we talked about, but was not in the text for the episode tonight. We have uh, let's check chat. I'm I'm not ignoring chat. I promise. Was to reset the DCU, but yeah, again, Netflix not to theaters, right? Yeah, so that's a whole. As far as what the so I, I, I'm sorry, the, this is going to go up as an audio episode in post, and there are things connect to the flash. I, so I all right. So let me let me clarify this for you real quick, Chris. Um, and and I have to kind of re- rehash what you've already said so that the people who are listening on audio can catch up. But so what Chris is saying is the the point of the flash, what chat is saying, the point of the flash is uh, the the idea behind the flash movie was that they wanted to 
<laughs> no, you're fine, but they wanted to they wanted to reset the timeline with uh, the Flash. They wanted to to br- create a new universe effectively, and that's legit. That is 100% true. Um, that was the idea pre-James Gunn taking over and changing it to just the plain old DCU, dropping the E. It is just the uh, the the DC universe. Um, so yes, that's accurate, but you're missing a step there. Um, the, uh, the the step beyond that is now that James Gunn is in charge, it, basically nothing that has come before, save for a very small handful of projects, counts at all. So even that Flash movie doesn't really count towards their endgame. So all of that is to say it's fairly irrelevant even because this would ignore the Flash. This would continue on. So originally, before James Gunn was even part of the picture, even part of the conversation over at DC, uh, the Zack Snyder Justice League movies, multiple, there were going to be five movies. There was going to be a five-movie series. Those five movies were going to tell us the story that then got condensed into the the Joss Whedon cut, which is the theatrical cut of the um, the Justice League movie, which was just over two hours, I believe, and then um, got extended further into the three plus hour cut that is the Snyder cut. So uh, the original original plan had nothing to do with Flashpoint and was just Zack Snyder was creating a universe. For the Justice League. And then the Justice League was going to inhabit this universe in a movie franchise. Zack Snyder's daughter, I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm going to say this and I'm, I potentially am wrong with the, the with the specifics, but his daughter fell very ill or died. I don't remember. And I'm I'm a horrible person for thinking it's one of those two. I know it is at least one of those two. I'm I'm I wanna say she got sick, but I also part of my brain says that she passed on. She shuffled off this mortal coil, if you will. Um so when that happened, he left the project and had originally planned on going to take care of business, putting things on hold with the first movie, and then coming back to the franchise. Well, Warner Brothers, being the brilliant geniuses they are when it comes to nerd uh, community things, she. Oh yeah, there you go. Yep, I think I think that is accurate. I, she did unalive herself. I believe that is accurate. I just didn't want to go to that dark place. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so he left because of that was uh, the original plan the plan from that point was he was going to come back and continue his project five movies remember five justice league movies when he left joss whedon was brought in to finish it because warner brothers wanted to get it out because they needed money because they 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 apparently just squander all of the good things that they have and Joss Whedon gave us whatever the hell that was in the movie theaters with the theatrical cut. Uh, did poorly, made even less money than they put into it. So, yeah, that was that was effectively the end of Zack Snyder's influence inside of DC as far as the movies go. And that kind of began the, the, the spiral down that 
ended up with us having James Gunn and uh, I'm brain farting his production partner's name right now. Uh, the two of them taking over the DC side of of uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty similar. I I would say that is fair. Um I think if Snyder had been left to his own devices, there wouldn't it wouldn't be an X-Men comparison. Um because the Flash, we would have gotten a solo Ezra Miller Flash movie. Um that wasn't Again, whatever the hell Warner Brothers gave us. Because it would have been Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was executive producer. Zack Snyder, by and large, as far as the um as far as the the Snyder verse specifically goes, it, when it was part of DC actively, Zack Snyder was Kevin Feige for that part of the DCEU. So everything that happened with the characters that he brought into the Snyderverse, he was the executive producer. He was the guy who said yes or no to any of the ideas. Uh, would he have directed the individual Flash movie? Probably not. Uh, would he have directed any of the other individual movies? Probably not. But he was still the EP. He was still the big man in charge. He was still the one directing the ship overall. He was only going to be directing, as far as I understood it, the Justice League movies. So we would have gotten probably a better Flash movie. I don't know by how much, <laughs> but still a better Flash movie. Again, if Snyder had been left to his own devices. I still think I am very much in the, in the school of thought of uh, James Gunn is going to steer the ship a million times better than Zack Snyder could have. Um, Zack Snyder's universe was inherently flawed. It was it, it was no good from Jump Street because he couldn't get Superman right. If you can't get the Big Blue Boy Scout right, you are just going to screw up everything that he comes into contact with. And that's kind of what happened, even in his version of the Justice League. Like, yeah, it was better than Joss Whedon's version of the Justice League, but it still wasn't good. <laughs> so I, I think that's where I fall with it. Like, I, I, I appreciate that Snyder's vision would have been much better than what we got. I appreciate that Snyder had a vision that he could direct that ship. Um, I think James Gunn's going to do a better job of it, though. So let's continue on. We're going to, speaking of the X-Men thing, we're, we are going to switch over to Marvel stuff for a story and this is uh kind of big stuff right now daredevil it's been one of those things that's been getting jumbled around a lot much like blade um but we, we now have a little bit of an update as far as daredevil goes daredevil born again is no longer going to be part of the mcu proper it is now going just like the echo series is going to be part of the spotlight brand whatever the hell that is supposed to mean well we know what that is that is them setting aside these things that they don't know what to do with but they already had in motion so uh it is learned that Dare, uh, daredevil born again is out of the dcu and instead similar to echo has been relegated to that new marvel spotlight brand on disney plus where it comes from kingpin actor vincent d'onofrio who says daredevil born again will for sure be under the marvel spotlight banner 
quote, it's for the same tone and feel. Oh, it's sorry. It's the same tone and feel as Echo. The attention that the bosses are giving to it is extraordinary, said the actor via Twitter. The Marvel Spotlight banner was recently announced by Marvel Studios to be a new brand that doesn't focus on larger MCU continuity. So kind of sort of like pocket universes in a way. Even though D'Onofrio is implying that it's going to tie directly into Echo, still a pocket universe onto those two series probably. Uh, Marvel first announced the brand last month uh, with the news Echo January premiere. Just like the comics, fans don't need to read Avengers or Fantastic Four to enjoy a Ghost Rider spotlight comic. Our audience doesn't need to have seen other Marvel series to understand what's happening in Maya's story, said Brad Winderbaum, uh, head of streaming, television, and animation at Marvel Studios. So in regards to Echo, so does that mean then that the She-Hulk series is going to get moved over to Spotlight? I mean, they did already take it off of Disney+. Plus, but um, So in regards to Echo, it sounds like fans don't have to watch the Hawkeye series for Daredevil Born Again. That likely means there will be no references to She-Hulk, rumored to have been canceled. Uh, insiders filled me in, me being the author of this uh article that Marvel was retooling Daredevil Born Again to move it away from the goofy portrayal in She-Hulk to the more popular and violent Netflix series, which has been confirmed. Of course, that doesn't mean Daredevil won't be part of the MCU. It means the Daredevil Born Again series is more of a standalone series and from the sound of it won't be attached or referencing anything that has come before in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or obviously the Netflix shows. That's kind of, uh, I feel like, what we expected at this point, right? Um, I think that's probably the meat and potatoes. Yep, that's that's what we need to know. Let's move on. Um, TMNT snub from Golden Globes. Oh, that's garbage. James Gunn confirms Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor. What? No. I thought he's I thought the confirmation was that he's not Lex Luthor. Different Lex than anybody's ever seen. James Gunn confirms that Nicholas Holt is indeed. Oh, hey, I misread the other article. Uh, Nicholas Holt is indeed. I know you did, but when you told me it was still rumor, remember? Oh, I don't remember the con- confirmation part. Either way, Nicholas Holt is, in fact, going to be playing Lex Luthor. Quote from James Gunn. Yes, finally, I can uh, I can answer. Nicholas Holt is Lex, Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy, and I couldn't be happier. We went out to dinner last night to celebrate and discuss how we can create a Lex that will be different from anything you've seen before and will never forget. But James heard, uh, James, we heard this weeks ago. Why don't Why didn't you tell us it was true? Because although we were discussing it, it wasn't final until a couple days ago, and I don't want to tell you all something that isn't certain, said Gunn. Michael Cudlitz is playing Lex Luthor in the last season of Superman and Lois. John Cryer recently played the character in Supergirl TV series. Jesse Eisenberg was Zack Snyder's choice in DCEU. Kevin Spacey played uh, Lex in the Superman Returns movie. Which, I don't know, I feel like Kevin Spacey was uh, an underrated Lex Luthor, I'm not going to lie. Uh, his personal life aside, obviously. Uh, Gene Hackman in the Richard Donner and Christopher Reeve movies. Perhaps the best rendition of the character, Michael Rosenbaum played Lex Luthor in Smallville. I must agree with that statement. Uh, absolutely. 
Uh, yeah, so there we go. Meat and potatoes there again. Uh, I think there was one other thing on Cosmic Book that I wanted to go over on stream. Um, the new Studio Ghibli movie is doing well. Oh, yeah, the Wolverine thing. What? Uh oh. <laughs> Alright, so Wolverine game has apparently leaked. Insomniac has been hacked. Character art that seems to relate to other Marvel characters may be featured in the game. Insomniac Games has been hacked, which includes the Wolverine video game, uh, as leaks have been released by the hackers. A ransomware group uh, named Rise Reseda, the same hackers behind the recent British library hack, are demanding a ransom of $2 million payable within a week, or they will release all of the files they have stolen. With just seven days on the clock, seize the opportunity to bid on exclusive, unique, and impressive data, Reseda said in its... Uh, on its site at its auction of Insomniac's documents for 50 Bitcoin or $2 million. Open your wallets and be ready to buy exclusive data. We sell only to one hand, no reselling. You will be the only owner. Sony has confirmed the hack and they are investigating. Bum, bum, bum. Uh, we are aware of the reports Insomniac Games have been victim of a cybersecurity attack. We are currently investigating the situation. We have no reason to believe that any other SIE or Sony divisions have been impacted, said Sony in a statement to Eurogamer. Via Cyber Daily, uh, the it, dirty details of what was hacked, uh, the hack includes screenshots of the Wolverine video game, including character art that seems to be related to other Marvel characters. Alright, we're going to have to check this out, I think. Let's pull this bad boy up on the Twitters. Oh, I might, I'm not logged in on this browser anymore. We'll see how long Elon lets us read it. Go. He just coughed, I think. Oh, okay. Huh. So, I got nothing. Let's go back to the article, shall we? Additional documents include passport scans that appear to belong to Insomniac employees, former employee who now works at Disney, and documents belonging to a voice actor on the Marvel Spider-Man game. Okay. And then that's just an... That doesn't really give us much. That's dumb. I don't like it. Not a fan. Yeah, 50 Bitcoin, apparently. Uh, it's, it's two, two, uh, what, what was it? Two billion with a B? Go back into it. Two billion. Bu -bu 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 -bu. Two million. 50 Bitcoin is apparently uh, equal to two million, but I mean, we're never going to get any of that. So whatever. <laughs> I think, I think the music might be a little loud. I'm looking at these levels right now. So sorry that this has been there. Alright. Alright, so I think that's where we're at with this. Let's go over and do some uh no we'll go to we'll go to our regular next Bounding into Comics. Mark Hamill, blah, 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 Doctor Who, 
Godzilla minus one uh, is apparently amazing, and I have to watch it. I will hopefully watch it before the next time we speak, because I like Godzilla movies, and apparently this is the best one ever, 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 ever. I don't. I don't know if I had enough ever's memorized. What do you think? Ojira. Uh, Star Wars, Glass Abyss novel, Mace Windu on a quest to honor fallen Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. Not news. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, uh-oh. Jonathan Majors is apparently not doing so great in court, but uh, it kind of saw that one. We we saw that one coming. The community, I should say. Um. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing here. All right, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We don't generally do this. We're gonna actually uh, do a little bit of a between situation. We, we're going to do music, but before we get into music news, I thought it would be fun to uh, go through this list of the top 18 rock and metal bands who announced new albums this week, uh, just to kind of see where I'm at, because I, I was watching Tank the Tech uh, video. For anyone who is unaware, Tank the Tech is a heavy metal creator who also works in the industry, but he's not a musician. He is a tech, obviously, hence the the, the channel name. Um, so he texts right now for Electric Cowboy. Uh, I don't know any other major bands he's teched for previously, but he's done tech work. He's done uh, stage managing work, uh, a tour managing work. He's done a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stuff to make sure that the music community can function because it takes more than a band and a stage. You have a lot of other people behind the scenes. So... Tank the Tech was talking about uh, Nick Nocturnal's music awards, and since he went through basically the entire list, and not that I have a very large audience, but I wanted to do something similar, and I felt like this would be a good way to do that, um, and also kind of see where I am with maybe I don't know most of these bands. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Top genre for Spotify this week or this year was rock. That's awesome. Uh, what? Who was your top artist? Let's let let me ask you that. Chat. Who was who was your top artist there, Chris? All right. So we have the top eighteen. Where do we go? Best of twenty twenty three. I don't want best of. We'll do best of next time. Uh, Austri- Austrian Death Machine, Quad Brutal. I did know this one was coming out. I did actually watch the video for this that, that they have right here. Don't be lazy featuring Craig Goliath. Oh my god, it was hilarious. Um it's a little bit it's a little bit heavy handed with the brocore stuff right now. Um like the Austrian Death Machine stuff previously wasn't like that. It was just funny because it was a really poor Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonation. They still have that to a degree, but it's more about them being bros and less about making funny Arnold references. So I don't know. It's, it's just not the same Austrian death machine. Uh, Banks arcade death two. 
I don't know who Banks Arcade is. Metalcore Electro. Interesting. That's an interesting combination. That would probably be what they would qualify uh, Electric Callboy as, too. So that's probably an interesting thing. Uh, Big Big Train, The Likes of Us, Prog Rock. That would be why I don't know it, because I don't listen to a whole lot of prog. And when I do, it's usually not just the mellower side of prog. Uh, Coulter, to watch with hands, to touch with eyes. Traditional metal. Huh. <gasps> Comeback Kid is putting out a new record. Hell yeah. Trouble. I mean, I'm not I I haven't been as big on them since they changed vocalists a few years back, but still Comeback Kid. I really dig those dudes. Really really dig those dudes. And Luma Shade, uh I feel like this one was pushed at me through the YouTube algorithm. I've never actually listened to them, but YouTube seems to think I would like them. Avicii? Bros before hoes. Avicii is... I I feel like Avicii's a little old. Has he done done stuff recently? Or uh, is it just... Because the last time I remember Avicii being like in the news or part of the relevancy conversation was... um, the wake me up song. So wake me up when it's all over. That one. All right. Um, all right. Luma Shade. We talked about them. Uh, is Ender, uh, This is another one I feel like has been pushed at me through the YouTube algorithm. Requiem for Irene, I think. Um, Funeral Doom. Ooh, that would be a fun listen, I think. Uh, Aterum Nada. I I have heard of these guys because folk metal. Um, I can't remember if I've actually listened to them. I think they actually came up on like a playlist or something. So yeah, but nothing to be overly excited about. Meat Bodies. What a hell of a name. Flora Ocean Tiger Bloom. Alt Rock Psychedelic Rock. Meat Bodies. That's a that's a band worth listening to, even if just to see if their name ha- has any sort of uh, indication of their sound. Mary Mac of Gravity and Grace, black metal. I have been getting into the black metal a little bit more, so maybe necrophobic. I do know necrophobic uh, in the Twilight Gray, Black and Death. Yes. Not exactly the best Black and Death, but still. Uh, Petrification, I know those guys. Severe Sacred Light. Dig the artwork. Enviro Earth 2. What's going on there, Enviro Earth 2? He does EDM. Not sure how I got rock from him, honestly. Maybe because I listened to a lot of Peyton Parrish. How's it going, Enviro Earth? Uh, I don't think I know Peyton Parrish there, Chris. Is that also EDM stuff? I I, I don't listen to EDM ex- extensively. I do listen to it a little bit, though. So, uh, Spectral, obviously. we Whenever we're talking music, 95% of the time we're talking about metal. So, very obviously, I don't listen to a lot of EDM. Uh, Spectral Voice, don't know these guys. Death Doom. It's, that's always such a weird like juxt, juxtapositions of subgenres because 
Death metal is generally very fast and aggressive and in your face. Doom metal, the less so, is still pretty heavy, but less on the aggression, more on the like atmosphere and kind of almost sludgy in the the amount of of notes played. And so, very, uh, I always find it interesting when a band can kind of straddle that line. So, Spectral Voice is one to to go listen to, uh, apparently. Split Knuckle, this is another one I've heard of. Um, n- haven't actually listened to them, I don't think, but I've de- that is definitely a band name I have heard in recent months. I kind of dig it, Split Knuckle. Bleeding Through the Wound. Bleeding Through is a great band. They actually just ended a tour with a band called Of Sulphur that I really wanted to go to, but I couldn't. Stages of Decomposition, Death Grind, that makes sense. Raptures of Psychopathy. Oh, I do remember that. I totally forgot that until you just said said that. But yeah, I do remember that Avicii uh, did the thing. That's unfortunate. Um. So yeah, that's kind of cool that you're listening to the to a little bit older stuff. Time lost, drained, garage rock. Yeah, probably not for me. Power pop, maybe. Because I guess kind of, sort of, Everclear, who is one of my top 15 bands. I wouldn't say top 10, but top 15 for sure. Um, I guess they could kind of be considered power pop. So maybe that would be something to check out. Toxical. It's a weird, yeah. Under the Southern Light Speed Metal. Warlord Free Spirit Soar traditional metal witherfall that's a band that i've heard of i think that's another one that's uh been pushed at me through the youtube algorithm uh sounds of the forgotten there was nothing on there that and we'll do best of next time um but there was nothing on there that i feel like was in the oh maybe they were i thought that was um white chapel not witherfall and I thought this was going to be death, like the band death, not whatever the hell that was. Anyway, so yeah, there's our there's our fun little transition. Let's talk about some actual music news, and then we're going to get into the fun bits of the gaming and things. So there's some crazy stuff that has happened in the music community since we last spoke about music. Uh, we're going to just start at the top of Metal Injection, because this is kind of crazy. Um... This, this brings into question so many things. So let's just talk about the article, and then we'll, then we'll talk about the article. Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan reunites with original vocalist, announces Calculating Infinity Show. So it's a single show. Um, so it's not a tour, which kind of sucks, but it's the original vocalist that did Calculating Infinity. Well, holy shit. Buckle up, everybody. Dillinger Escape Plan will celebrate 25 years of their 1999 debut album, Calculating Infinity, with a reunion show on June 21st uh, in Brooklyn, New York, at the legendary Brooklyn Paramount. The band will play the album in its entirety for the first time ever with co-founder and original vocalist Dimitri Minakakis. I can never say his last name properly. Uh, backing Minakakis will be founding guitarist Ben Weinman, uh, bassist Liam Wilson, 
Drummer Billy Reimer. Openers include Car Bomb. Oh my God, that's going to be a hell of a show. And Candy. I don't know Candy. Um, it's been a long time coming for the opportunity to perform in a project I helped create over 25 years ago, said Minnikakis. Uh, having the chance to celebrate 25 years of calculating infinity with my closest friends in life is just a dream turned real. I'm looking forward to seeing all of those old faces as well as all the new ones. Dillinger Escape Plan has always been more than just a band. We were a force of nature. That is damn true the reunion show is our way of thanking the fans for uh who have stood by us uh and the album we made in the small basement new jersey all those years ago that is absolutely true here comes actually i know here comes the mummies um they had a (laughs) believe it or not they had a they had a, a concert they had a they did a live recording that I caught on PBS uh, years ago. I think, shoot, like, oh, I want to say like 2003 or so. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Are, are they still actively putting out music or is it just you found their stuff? Because they had a pretty decent catalog even in 03. So that's they're they're really cool too. It's kind of like this like ska kind of funky thing going on. I I dig it. They have a brass section. There's like 20 members of that band. <laughs> uh, continuing on with the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, Minakakis continues amped to go to party like it's 1999 again and give this album the birthday party it deserves. Added Wilson. There we go. Uh, these songs are still unfuckwithable. And as a musician, it's rad to have the opportunity to get back under the hood of this album and revisit my salad days. The time was more, uh, this time with more seasoning. I hope somebody gets a, does a live recording of this, like a good quality live recording, because those are kind of hard to come by these days. Um, but this is such an epic thing. Like, why would you not want to document it for prosperity and then show the world how awesome this was? Uh, Dimitri always had such a menacing presence and venomous voice. It's going to be killer to rip these songs with him up there with us. I bet, man. Uh, while we are very happy with the resolve of the band in 2017 with Greg, something still feels unsaid as far as the Dimitri era of the band. And with so many people talking about the album after performing a handful of f- first album performances with Suicidal Tendencies, it just all made sense. This needed to happen. Must agree. That's crazy. That's so cool. Bruce Dickinson says, nope, that's not. Ah, this is the next one I wanted to touch on. Andrew WK resurfaces and Mary's cat freaking Denning. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Andrew WK, the party guy. It, oh, how does it go? If you want to party, then we will party hard. I think was the lyric from like his big single. Let's get the party started. Let's get the party started. Yeah, that's the one. And then he like disappeared and came back and was a motivational speaker. And then there was like question as to whether or not it was the same guy with the Andrew WK moniker because he looked different. And then he disappeared again. And now he's come back and he's married a celebrity. (laughs) Oh, my God. We're going to eat all of that. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Andrew WK. Had a very interesting 2021, apparently. Man released his sixth studio album, Got Us Partying, on September 10th. Oh, yeah, and then I think he was a, a minister or something. Uh, I could be 
definitely conflating that with somebody else, but the other parts are true. Um, September 10th of 2021, after a handful of singles, announced a bunch of shows and then disappeared, like he does. Andrew WK postponed all of his shows to lead to social media and basically vanished. Andrew WK originally let fans know via his now-deleted Facebook that he was postponing his 2021 tour to 2022, but would still play Furnace Fest. He wrote at the time, quote, Andrew WK's 2021 tour dates are being rescheduled for 2022. All tickets for 2021 will be honored and refunds will be available at the point of purchase through September 27th. Then, on the September 25th, the night before the Furnace Fest, Andrew WK pulled out. Festival said his cancellation was, quote, due to circumstances beyond our control, unquote. As of September 27th of 21, Andrew WK was off of social, off of all social media, and the tour dates never happened. Then today, Andrew WK, today being, when was this article written? Yesterday. Uh... Andrew WK resurfaced online. Well, all because he got married to his now wife and actor, Kat Dennings. Who knows if Andrew WK is planning any sort of musical comeback anytime soon, or the dude is just off to enjoy a quieter married life. We're just stoked he's alive and well. Right? How freaking weird is that? Okay. <laughs> there was a, there was at least one more when I was scrolling down here. Uh, Some 41's putting out uh, their final record. We've talked about this. Their final record is going to be a double album. It's going to be called Rise Up. And apparently one side is going to be the like pop punk stuff that they're known for, which they've been getting a bit more of an edge as they've progressed and gotten older. Um, so pop punk, I feel like, is not fair to them though that's kind of how people know them uh and then the other disc apparently is going to be a little more on the metal side of things so that's interesting jeopardy contestant goes viral with queens of the stone age story nope lacuna coil uh tour nope that's not where i wanted to go nope children of bodom Foo Fighters, I think that's that. Foo Fighters, we'll touch on the... Yeah, that's the other one. Slipknot and Jay Weinberg. So that'll be kind of the same story. So let's talk about Foo Fighters uh, announced uh, t- uh, more dates on their tour. Um, for those that are interested, we're going from May 1st through, wow, August 18th. It's not solid because they're smarter than that, but they're playing arenas this time around. And yeah, that's pretty epic. So just a couple of dates at the beginning of May, kind of sporadically through September, and then again sporadically through August. With the Pretenders, Alex G, Mammoth, Wolfgang Van Halen, uh, The Hives, ooh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, congratulations. The Hives with the, uh, the Foo Fighters will be a hell of a show. Amel and the Sniffers. I don't know who that is. Uh, Fenway, Boston. Your cousin from Boston. The Hives will be opening that show as well as the New York, New York show. Second day at New York uh, City Field. That's pretty, pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. All right. So let's talk about the update on the Slipknot situation, shall we? Let's check in the chat real quick. Yeah, I, I'm just going to do this last piece, and then we will be taking our break. All right, so Jay Weinberg 
has played his first show since being ousted from Slipknot, but I didn't catch who it was with. Um, spoke about his firing on issued a second on his Instagram, uh, saying that he wouldn't trade it for the world. So he really enjoyed his time with the nine. I'm not going to read his whole thing. So, but he has played a show with somebody. I saw, I saw on a on I think over on Loudwire that he had played his first show. He's in, in a wheelchair right now for some reason. Um, I don't know what it was with though, but that's kind of irrelevant to the story. The 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 other half of this story, Jay has moved on, and Slipknot also are now booking shows. So this is the 25th anniversary tour of Europe? Wait, what? Lead from within, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the tour is called Here Comes the Pain, which reference to their 99 track, Sick. Uh, who knows if the band will be playing, planning on playing their whole self-titled debut album or what? That It's 25 years from the debut album. That's what it is. Uh, from the the self-titled technically so we have a lot of tour dates there this is just adding to the tour dates through december we still don't know who is replacing jay so they're booking shows the music is happening with slipknot but we don't know who's on the throne on the main throne because slipknot they have three um so that's crazy i figured there would be a little bit more about that but there really isn't Co-founder percussionist Sean M. Crahan, I'm so excited to bring our 25-year anniversary tour to Europe and the UK to be prepared for an energy you've never experienced before. It's happening. Yeah, no kidding. Since, oh, 25 years since they first played on, in Europe ever. That's why it was, they, they just weirded that really strange. All right, so that, for those of you listening in post, those of you on the audio-only outlets, that is where the news ends. And we are going to be taking a break. I'm going to stuff my face with some food. I'm going to stuff my dog's faces with some food. And then we'll be back to do the funner part, which is the gaming portion. Um, Also... Since we are talking a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, you're about to see one of the things that I've changed, aside from the fact that we have the Dubby sponsorship. One of the things that I have changed for the live setup. So there's that, too. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Again, not 100% certain it's going to be next week, though. I will keep you posted on the social medias. Um, so I appreciate your faces, nerds. We will see you in the next one before we go. Always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. And uh, yeah, I will see those of you who are in chat in just a few minutes. We will be doing some starting things off with Mortal Kombat.